You are listening to Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. I'm your host, Pat Ivey. And I'm your co-host, Mackenzie. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Culture of accountability is when a lot of your athletes are doing what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing how they're supposed to be doing it. Competence. Do your athletes know what they're supposed to be doing so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing? Are they committed? Will they see it from the start to the finish? Will they complete the task? Are they consistent? Joey Batson is now in his 33rd year as strength and conditioning coach at the collegiate level and 22nd year as the director of strength training at Clemson University. He has served as a head strength and conditioning coach 29 of his 33 years of service. Coach Batson was named Master Strength and Conditioning Coach by the Collegiate Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association in May of 2009. Coach Batson has had a strong impact on the Clemson program since he became director in 1997. While at Clemson, Coach Batson has worked for three head football coaches and has had a tremendous impact throughout the state of South Carolina at many notable high school programs. An example of his respect level in the profession is demonstrated by the number of former assistants who are now assistants or directors at other universities. Coach Basson was named Muscle Milk Football Scoop Strength and Conditioning Coach of the Year in 2009. Coach Batson, married to the former Susan Malone, of Greenville, South Carolina. They have two children. And welcome to the show, Coach Batson. Man, Coach Ivy, man, I really appreciate you having me on today and I've uh, been looking forward to this all day. It's, uh, I have so much respect for you and uh, the, the work that you've put in all these years and your professionalism and just uh, how you conduct yourself, how you, how you handle your business. Uh, man, it's really refreshing, and it was an honor. It's really an honor to be here today. Coach, the honor, I can tell you, is, is going to be ours and our listeners. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, yes, sir. I'm, uh, you know, I, I live, grew up about, you know, probably 30, 35 miles from here in a small town. So Clemson was always a, a place that I always had an eye on, but, uh, and, and was able to come here and be a grad assistant, but... You know, I've um, I grew up in a small town and you know, loved high school football, played high school football, was a, was a pretty good little player and ended up going to a, uh, a smaller school and uh, played there and just kind of always it fell in love with uh, strength and conditioning, believe it or not, through a guy by the name of Dan Austin. We all know Dan. Yep. And I was in great college with Dan and he got me involved in powerlifting and that's where my interest peaked uh, when it, in, in the strength and conditioning strength training deal and uh, he was at South Carolina after Newberry working for Keith Kephart and uh, and then I had another friend who came to Clemson working from Gary Way a guy by the name of Mark Hood and so I applied to both places and uh, just so happened to you know get hooked up with Coach Wade at Clemson through Mark Hood and got involved in it as a grad assistant back in around 80 six or so and it's just been a been a pretty fun ride but uh, it was uh it's, it's it's been a 
pretty phenomenal career. You know, when you look back and you, today's environment, just to be involved in it this long and, and, and then being able to kind of close and toward the end of your career, you know, your team playing at a high level, very satisfying. I imagine it's got to be very satisfying for you. Um, can you, you spoke on a little bit, you know, the longevity of your career and what that's been like. Um, it's kind of outside of the norm when you think about today's um, football culture and, you know, every off season there's a coaching carousel and all of that and strength coaches tend to fall victim or reap the benefits of that coaching carousel as well. Mm-hmm. So you've been lucky that at Clemson you've gotten to work under several coaches and not had the transition mean a transition for you just because the head coach changed. Can you speak to how that has sustained the longevity or the consistency of the Clemson football program? You know, back when I got involved with it, you, you were the director. So, you know, you were the director of the program and but your primary emphasis was football. So you were connected and then through the years, it's kind of decentralized. You know, you kind of fragmented off. And and so then you started, you know, you got into more of the, the football role. And then you had your Olympic lifting, uh, you know, group. And then the basketball group kind of came along. And so, you know, it's been a lot of change. And, you know, I was resistant to the change at first. You know, I was kind of, oh, man, because I, I love being around all the athletes. I love uh, directing the program, took a lot of pride in it. But, you know, once I kind of had to make that decision where it was, you know, football only, that was probably about 10, 11, I don't know, 12 years ago. You know, it's it's been great for me because of the demands have just just driven. I mean, it's skyrocketed. The man's his place. You know, I didn't think he could do football just by itself full time. But now <laughs> I don't know how we did it. I don't know how I did it. I had a great yep. staff, you know, as far as just the budgets and managing you know, coaches and then them managing teams and then running football. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been good for me. So I think what I've been able to do just, you know, being who I am, you know, I never tried to be somebody else. I said, you know, I'm going to work within my, the framework of who I was created to be, be super consistent, just try to treat people, you know, firm, but fair. And, uh, so it's just, you know, it's kind of been my, you know, way I handle my business, you know, not get too high, not get too low, just be super consistent every day and, uh, and just, you know, provide a good product, provide a good service, serve the coach, serve the coaching staff. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, you go home and you look in the mirror and you gave it, gave it your best shot. So whether, you know, so far, you know, it's been good enough, but at some point it may not. And, uh, but I can live with that. I'm you know very comfortable with, you know, what I've been able to do and in, in, um, in, in the service we've been able to, and we really hadn't changed a whole lot. I mean, I, I, we were having a little discussion today, you know, we, we want to be progressive. We want to move forward, but the old is forever new in a lot of things. So, you know, there's a core of like exercises and speed development, agility things that you don't really want to get away from, but you want to build off of it. So, you know, I've kind of stayed true to who I am and what I believe and haven't, you know, taken off of every, you know, everything that comes through, you know, hey, we didn't just grab this and go with it for a year or two. We've been super consistent in what we, what we believe was the best thing for, you know, our athletes and now our football program. You talk about consistency and you name some names that I've heard before. And I know these gentlemen and, and there's one that I don't know. So I want to ask you a question. 
So you talked about Dan Austin, and I know Dan's been in the game for a long time. Uh, you mentioned Keith uh, Kephart, and uh, a, a name that you didn't mention was Scott Bennett. And and the reason why I bring up Scott Bennett is because he is a person that used to tell me about Gary Wade. So tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about Gary Wade and what you learned from him and, mm-hmm. and what you take from what you learn from him and, and apply that to your coaching. You know, I'm, I'm from the Boyd Epley tree, you know, coach Wade was a, a Nebraska guy. He was a student assistant and worked with, um, under the Husker power with Boyd Epley. Matter of fact, about a year and a half ago, Boyd came through with a group and they were looking at upgrading their facilities and program. And, you know, I walked out and I, I told all the students and the staff, I said, Hey boys, there's your great, great granddad right there. <laughs> and, uh, they all got a laugh. I said, Hey, I'm telling you, you know, that's my, that's my lineage. You know, that's the tree that I came from. And so coach Wade, I uh, was with Nebraska, the Husker power. And then he, when he got out of college, he went to the Detroit. Detroit Lions. He was a first strength coach. I believe he was there, you know, five or six years. And then from uh, Detroit, he was hired by Danny Ford uh, to come to Clemson. And then Gary was here, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 years or so um, as the director. And I think Gary taught me was just, you know, facility, professionalism, you know, taking pride in, you know, in, in, in your work, being organized, and it was just a, a, a super I – mean, I couldn't have hooked up with a better guy. And I think he had learned so much from Boyd, and, and it was such a perfectionist. And, and, and he gave us – you know, he gave us responsibility. He, you know, he, he was a delegator, and then he just expected the work to be done and not just to be done, but done to the best of your ability and, uh, and, and again, taking pride in it. So that's kind of what I learned from Gary. And it – you know, it stuck with me through all these years. Uh, that makes sense. Um, something that that the younger strength and conditioning coaches, how when when Boyd Epley walks in the room, what is it that you want them to take from that interaction, or or what you want them to know about Boyd Epley? You know, uh, just a, a pioneer. You know, he, he was a guy that had a vision years ago and there's other guys kind of you know around that time i just was kind of in that vein but i think you know you're looking at a guy that was a pioneer that took strength and conditioning to a a new level uh you know and then brought respect respect to the profession and um was was very was super consistent you know uh, produced winners, uh, pr- produced national champions, not just football, but in all sports facilities, you know, just a, a, a big dreamer and a visionary and, and a pioneer in, in our industry. And coach kind of switching topics a little bit, because I, I know you, you mentioned they're producing winners and champions and you are part of a program who has been a part of five of the six college football playoffs and in the championship game of four of the six college playoff games or championship games. Um, so can you, in a, in a nutshell, I know it's hard to say it in just a couple sentences, but what does that feel like? You know, how, how do you describe that to people? You know, coach, uh, coach Sweeney, he kind of gave us a, you know, he, he, 10 years, 11 years ago, he kind of laid a plan out. Hey, this is who we are. This is who we're going to be. And he just, you know, 
had to sell it and get guys to believe that you know it could be done. And we, you know, we kind of stumbled out of the blocks a little bit, but then we began to pick up momentum recruiting. Um, you know, coach is such a, uh, a driven person. You know, our recruiting got better. He's a very dynamic personality. And then so we started recruiting, you know, at a pretty high level. And then with the winning, we just kept breeding um, uh, more winning. But it's not just winning and it's just not recruiting. It's, it's getting the right people. I mean, he's he. They do such a great job. You know, we're not all perfect, but they really do a nice job of guys that'll fit into our culture. What we call the Clemson, the Clemson guy. And this guy fits in with who we are, kind of our personality of our program. You know, our mindset. You know, our what we expect academically. You know, how we want to develop them as men. And you know, it, it's been pretty surreal in, in a sense. I think the first first national championship is, you know, you, we walk off, you know, got beat by Alabama, and you're, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, man, you know, this, this might have been it. You know, guys spend their whole career trying to get to this point, and you're just thinking, man, maybe this was my shot. And then you know, the next year we were right back, and um, so uh, you know, I think he's been. Um, you know, he's really pressed us to continue to grow and learn and not grow complacent. I mean, you know, learn something new every day. Keep being the best you can be. Be the best at your craft. And, you know, really pressing everybody in our organization to do so. And so, you know, right now I'm his voice, you know, for these first three weeks. And then tomorrow the coaches will get back involved with some what we call a kind of all-in drill. So, you know, when he's not here, I'm his voice, you know, and when he's back in town, you know, he's, you know, it's his show. It's his show all the time. But, you know, when he's out, you know, you've got to, you've got to hold a whole point for him, you know, protect the culture. Yeah, coach. And, and that there's, that's where the art takes place because we, we know we get certified as strength and conditioning coaches where you have to know the science but there is a there's another part to what we do. So how do you know? Because there are sometimes when you have to speak before you have had a conversation with your head coach. Mm-hmm. How do you get on the same page to know that you're delivering the message sometimes before you have even had the conversation with your head coach? Every year, um, you know, you think about football, you know, when they start spring ball, when they come back for some of they have an installation, you know, they install every day. Oh, this is the you know, first day of installation. Well, in August, um, you know, Coach Sweeney, we have what we just, they, they call it hideaway. I don't know. Everybody has a different word for it. But he basically we take a whole week and, you know, we he installs the whole program. I mean, from A to Z. I mean, we start with attitude. We do it every year. You know, uh, we start with our attitude and our mindset and he goes through the whole program step by step. Everybody has a has a a part to play in that at some point during that week long, um, those meetings. And, you know, you can think, well, I can get a little monotonous, but he, he does a great job. I mean, every year is a little bit different, but he reinstalls the program. And so you understand from after that first week when we go into camp, the expectation, you know, that's your sports medicine. That's your, your Paul journey. That's your, um, that's your applied science. That's your nutrition. That's all of your coaches. That's your GAs, your PDs, your analysts. 
all the way down to the janitorial staff. I mean, it's just everybody knows what's expected. And what I do in every, you know, obviously in every staff meeting, but every team meeting, I take notes because it's like a class. You know, I think whatever he has to say to the team, whether it be five minutes or 30 minutes, you know, I'm going to take notes. And so what I do, you know, after the season, I'll go back through those notes as I'm preparing for winter and I'll start pulling out nuggets. Okay. This is, you know, you start to see a pattern. This is what coach is hammering. So I'll pull those out. I'll kind of start my own little winter training notebook and I'll, uh, I'll highlight those. So I'm just constantly taking the things that he's talked about, what he said, uh, the things that I feel is important to him and our team, and I just reinforce that that way. And that's worked for me. So, This podcast is sponsored by Sorenex Exercise Equipment. Since 1980, Sorenex has been a family-owned business responsible for legendary innovations and training solutions that have changed the face of strength training. Today, Sorenex is the most sought-after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, and military units. During this process of growth, our clients have become an extended family to us, part of our brotherhood, our culture. We want to thank you, our customers, friends, and family for being the foundation on which Sorenex is built. We promise to do our best to continue to serve you with the best strength training equipment and service in the industry. I think for those people in the back or for the people who weren't listening and now just perked up and are paying attention, the fact that you yep. have been in this for so long and every team meeting you still take notes, I think is phenomenal that people need to hear again, whether they're coaches, teachers, whatever, just a lifelong learner. So I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, we, what he'll do is, uh, he'll have a, a, a video of the day. Uh, he'll have, he may have speakers come in. I mean, there's something that you get a nugget every day. And so he's going to be hitting on a point. And, you know, he's got a feel and a, and a vibe for what he's trying to get across. So, you know, I feel like if he's going to say it, it's important for me to write it down because I'm not going to remember it. But uh, today I opened a drawer and I got, I got a stack of notebooks. I'm like, good night, man. This is incredible. I'm getting ready to throw another one in. Like, I fill them up. But it's, I mean – it's just important. I mean, I think it's important to know because, you know, if you, once you leave, you know, you're probably going to retain, if you don't take a note, you might retain 5%. I'm retaining a hundred percent because I got a record of it. So. Yeah. I, I just, I think that's great. And like you said, if, if the head guy is saying it, you know, it's, it's important. So um, it's worth taking notes. Um, but so on that note, actually, what then do you relay to the coaches that you have, as part of the strength set, are they in those meetings as well, taking notes or do you have to kind of relay the message down, down the coaching staff? No, the strength staff is in every meeting, every team meeting we have, uh, we take role, we check everybody in, we make sure that everybody's accounted for them. So if we, you know, we'll know like who's got a class or a lab on, he'll, you know, when he walks in, he wants to know right away, you know, if we miss anybody. So, but every, all of my staff, we sit together and uh, we just, everybody takes notes and, you know, I'm, I'm not as fast as I used to be, you know, I'm pretty rough. So I, some of my coaches, I'll get back and say, Hey, I know he said this quote, but I couldn't, I mean, I got half of it and it was like, you know, 
three sentences and something. And they all say, "Ah, oh, here it is, coach," <laughs> or take a picture and send it to me. But everybody's uh, everybody's a note taker. And yeah. I mean, that, it sounds like that's it's working for y'all. I mean, you said you had a whole drawer to pull out notebooks for the off season. So I know that it's got to yeah. be something for you know working this long with your head coach that it's a relationship unlike most others out there in the country. Um, so can you speak to a little bit how, a little bit along the lines of the last question, but the confidence that you feel from Coach Sweeney to handle the program, you know, for those three weeks when you're his voice? Yeah. You know, he, he said something to me, um, it's been a year or two ago, and we were just, you know, from time to time we'll meet, uh, in Pat, I mean, the head coaches now, they're so busy. It's really hard to, to catch them. You know, you can text and, you know, he fires back. You know, he's a, he's a, he stays up late, though. You know, I'm going to bed early. I got to get up tomorrow, you know, get up around five-ish and, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll get a text about one in the morning. You know, he's, he stays up late, but he may stay in, you know, a little later in the morning. So we're on like different schedules. So, uh, but he, uh, you know, we, we just, you know, I just kind of understand and, you know, you know what he wants. But the, one compliment that he gave me, and it's always kind of resonated, you know, is that he said, they trust you. He's, and he said, the players trust you. And I thought, man, you know, I remember going and telling my wife, I and mean, that's one of the biggest compliments I think I've ever been paid from our head coaches. You know, Coach B, you know, these guys trust you. They know what you know what you're doing. They believe in you. He said, I watch them. You know, he he watches how they interact with me. He, he like when I'm speaking in a team meeting, he's back there taking notes. He's he's looking around that room. He's how are they responding to Coach Bats and are they paying attention? Are they slow? You know, so he he's very observant in everything. And he don't forget nothing. And that's not a good thing. You know, <laughs> he don't forget anything. <laughs> but anyway, that's just um, probably one of the biggest comments I've had from him. There's been others, but I thought that meant a lot because, you know, when he, when you're away and, and your team is performing, you know, strength training, they're doing conditioning, their agility. And, you know, I'm, I got a really great relationship with my trainer. And, I, you know, I trust him. So, like, when we're doing – we're drills and, you know, in the summer, I'll look at him. I'll, I'll say, Hey, where are we at here? Are we okay? How are we doing? You know, I'm, you know, he's kind of, he could pull the plug, you know, if he feels like it's time, but I really lean heavily on him and my staff. You know, it's just not like, Hey, I'm, I'm the guy and I'm, we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I think here we've had a great working relationship with our trainers and, um, and me and Danny Poole, you know, we've been here about, he's been here a little bit longer than me, but, you know, we, we kind of understand each other's role. I respect what he does. He has a lot of respect for what I do. And then we're, you know, if we're at odds, you know, we can kind of meet in the middle and uh, work stuff out. But um, it's been, a, that, that's been special. You know, I don't know what it would be like being on the other side. I, I know some people are there or have been there. Mm-hmm. And that's really tough, uh, tough situation. Yeah, coach. What what advice do you give to an athletic trainer out there, or a strength and conditioning coach, or a nutritionist, whoever it may be? Um, and and there is that divide. What mm-hmm. advice do you give them on trying to you know so called bridge that gap? Yeah. Well, what I've learned is, you know, I don't own this place. I just manage it. I'm a manager. I'm a steward. I've been entrusted. You know this facility and this program 
you know, until that time comes when I'm no longer entrusted with that responsibility. So I think first of all, realizing that, that, you know, we're, we're stewards, we're managers, and that person may be a little bit difficult to get along with, but somewhere you got to find some, some common ground and then start working from there. Uh, because really it's not fair to your athletes, you know, and, um, it's not going to be fair to your staff, even their their staff and extended staff. It's just kind of button heads all the time. So, you know, you might swallow your pride a little bit. You may be right, you know. And so it's just, I think through the years, you just kind of find a common ground. Uh, Nutrition-wise, you know, we have a great uh, guy here. Paul Harrington's phenomenal, does an incredible job. And, boy, I mean, he loves, he's so passionate about nutrition and refueling and feeding and, and his his passion runs deep you know like ours runs deep for strength and conditioning and man you couldn't ask for a better marriage i mean he's he's you know he's on point man he don't miss a beat so mm-hmm. you know my advice is just you know find areas where there's common ground and then you just got to work through the differences and you also have a head coach you know and you know there's times you just need to go sit down with him and just express concern. Good thing that Clemson has in place, you know, uh, Coach Sweeney has uh, uh, kind of his right hand, uh, 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 kind of our personnel director, I would say, would be you know, Woody McCorvey. And Woody's been a longtime coach. He, uh, coach Sweeney played for him uh, at Alabama. Uh, Woody's been in this game 40 plus years. So he runs a lot of the support staff meetings, what we call our our Sweeney huddle and me and Woody, I mean, I spend a lot of time with him. Like if we're, we're having a, you know, we're having a situation in, in an area, you know, I'll go sit down with Woody and I'll say, Hey Woody, hey, this is, this is a situation we're having. What would you do? Hey, what do you recommend? How do I approach coach Sweeney with this or how would I approach this other person with it? And again, he's so wise and been at it so long. You know, a lot of times me and him can work things out and Coach Sweeney never know about it. Now, if it's something he needs to know and it would, you know, really have an impact on our program, you know, we're, we're going to him. So there's that, you know, there's that next step before I get to Coach Sweeney that I have a person in place that's, you know, been a long time friend. Uh, he was he was a uh, running back, he was a receiver coach, a running back coach here in the 80s when I was a grad assistant here. So I've known Coach McCorvey a long time. And Coach, too, what you spoke on just now and then a little bit earlier kind of sounds like um, kind of dropping the ego and staying in your lane and that kind of thing um, and working for the, the benefit of the overall student athlete. Um, so is that how, is that part of what you can attribute your longevity in the strength and conditioning field to? You know, I, mean, I believe so. I mean, there's no perfect places. I mean, every place is going to have its challenges and, um, I guess through the years, I've just learned to narrow, get things. You know, I would try to do so much. You know, so to the point, I maybe I wasn't good. I got so spread out. You know, I, I got to wait. What I love, I love being on the floor. You know, I love training the, the athletes. And, a, and a lot of things I used to let bother me on the outside, I've kind of gone back instead of really striving, pressing and pushing, learning how to stride every day, learning how to, kind of work in tempo, you know, working at a good pace and uh, focusing on the on on the training aspect and the recovery and getting the kids ready and 
making sure the the, rec- the the weight room is recruit ready all the time. You know, Coach Sweeney is big about you know sight, set, smells, and sounds, and you know, making sure the rooms looks looks good. Making sure my staffs in in, in the right place, and and so I, you know, I'm not worried. You know, I don't get bent out of shape. Kind of what's going on in other departments. They you know they can work that stuff out. But I've tried to really just lock in, be the best I can be at what I do, and um, you know, and just not try to get in everybody else's you know, business, so to speak. If I don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's I think so. I mean, I ain't just been very, very super consistent. Been the same guy every day. Uh, I haven't changed my personality because you know other you know some people start winning and coaches act a certain way so they well I'm gonna go act that way and then they start losing and you go try to act like somebody else and to me you know you were created and you have a personality and a bent you know be who you are you know don't try to be somebody else I mean, we can learn from everybody we can draw knowledge from from you know, all coaches and that's why we have clinics and seminars and things but you know you got to be who you are and coach to your strengths your personality in areas that you're not very good at you just work on them and uh, there's areas I'm you know, I'm still trying to get better at I'm not very good at and so I've got I write goals every year and you know professional goals and things from family goals and all that good stuff so you know I'm constantly working on myself every day to be the best coach that I can be. Yeah, coach, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, have one last question for you. And you just mentioned the word, which tells me the direction. I think we need to go with this last question and that is mm-hmm. family. So what does family mean to you, your family mean to you and, and your ability to do your job and maintain your mm-hmm. family? You know, I met my wife um, at a Wednesday night prayer meeting. How about that? How about that blind date? And that was a blind date. <laughs> and uh, she was so pretty that uh, my college roommate introduced us and we met. And it scared me so bad that I, that I didn't realize we were all going out to eat after. But after the service, I mean, I jumped up and got in the car and went home. I mean, I was like, this girl ain't going to ever. I ain't, she, she ain't going to have much to do with me. So they were looking for me, you know, and uh, I said, oh, I didn't know we were going out to eat. So she she was uh, she is a phenomenal woman. We've been married 34 years, Susan. Uh, we've got two boys. Michael is a graduate. He uh, lives in Charlotte. Um, he was a punter for us. Uh, ben uh, is uh, be 21 this year. He is a red shirt sophomore. Uh, he'll be a red shirt junior next year. He played quarterback. He's an athlete. He's he played quarterback. We got a little little uh, sideways over there. We lost a couple guys in uh, you know transferred, so he stayed in that in that room. Gave us some depth and did a phenomenal job for us this year on uh, that special teams. And then he moves moving to safety, so. Uh, he'll be a guy that'll run safety, run some special teams for us, and it really has a great passion for this. Wants to be a strength coach. He's he's going in March to get his um, uh, USAW getting certified there, starting to study for his NSCA, CCCS. I mean, he's just he's just beat up with it. So he's fun. You know, he's fun to be around every day, and and. You know, the thing that I did, you know, we would, we, me and Susan, were, we were, we're empty nesters now. It was just me and her and a, and a little dog. And <laughs> we talk, we talk about how 
you know, I come home at night and, you know, it's, it, my battery don't charge like it did 10 years ago, but I can still charge it up. <laughs> we were talking about how you, she said, you remember going to all those games, you know, remember going to all the, you know, football games. I'm telling you, uh, well, some, one point we were playing football Thursday night. Coach Sweeney is very good with us when, when we can to be with our kids on Friday night. So if your son was playing, you were able to go. Uh, be with uh, be with them. So we play Thursday night, Friday night, and we did that seemed like forever. And then you can and all the basketball games, and I coached flag football with my kids for seven years in the spring, and you just learn how to function tired. But that was a priority, and we felt that was super important that um, and uh, that our boys see that you know you know. Football and strength training, that's not our God. That's not our idol. It's what I do, but it's not who I am. And I thought we really did a – she did a great job of having me, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, keep that in perspective. Yeah, Coach. Thank you so much for that. I know our listeners appreciate having you. Um, I'm super excited that we were able to get this done. Um, Can you tell our listeners where they might be able to find you if you have any social media presence? Uh, yes, sir. I'm just, uh, I, I know I'm on Twitter. I don't, I don't fool with it a whole lot, <laughs> but I think it's, uh, it's just, uh, I think it's just coach Batson. I think it's easy to find mm-hmm. and, um, kind of, they can follow me there. And then, um, and then just, you got my email and all that. So it's just Batson at Clemson.edu. And I'm a little slow there. So, uh, you know, don't panic. If I don't hit you right away. So, you know, but, uh, but that's kind of it's easy, to, easy to find me. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for joining us. And we want you to have a great offseason and um, great summer training. And um, wish you the best. Uh, thank yes, you. sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank right, you. Have, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Soranex Exercise Equipment. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can find show notes and more at beyondsetsandreps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D-S-E-T-S-A-N-D-R-E-P-S dot com.